Let's raise our hands to heaven and worship him, the only God that power belongs to. All authority in heaven and on heart has been given to him. Power belongs to God. Only you have the power to do anything that you want to do. You will not need assistance of any man to do the impossible. Lord Jesus, we worship you this morning. We're excited to be in your presence this morning. Thank you, Father. Take all the glory. Father, because power belongs to you, bless your people this morning. Let this service be a special service. Let your people be transformed. Give us fulfillment this month. Help us, Lord, to get to the peak of our blessing in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Can we clap again for the choir? Thank you so much. God bless you. Have your seat. The Lord bless you in Jesus' name. We'd like to welcome every one of you to the church this morning. And we thank the Lord for what he's doing in our midst. Indeed, power belongs to God. Hallelujah. I want to thank the children teacher for organizing a wonderful retreat for our children yesterday. Can we clap hands together for Jesus? Thank you for everything that you did for them. May the Lord bless you mightily in Jesus' name. They were here and they enjoyed themselves. And I think the other group should follow follow the example of the children that the choir can have a retreat on a Saturday like this. The technical group can have a retreat. The ushers can have a retreat. And uh, make sure that people enjoy themselves. And the Lord bless you in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. I want to congratulate the Olukotu family for that wonderful job that the Lord gave the wife. The Lord bless you, sir, in Jesus' name. But look at you, stand up and shout hallelujah. You can't cover this one. Stand up and shout hallelujah. You, 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 the husband. God has a unique way of answering prayers. God cannot live himself without a witness that indeed is a good God. The wife got a powerful appointment with the custom of Nigeria in a miraculous way. Praise the Lord. God did it for them in a miraculous way. I had a testimony and I was uh, truly excited. And I believe that kind of a testimony will go around in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. If you're expecting God to fulfill a dream in your life, the Lord will do it for you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 5 verse 17. We are talking about living a fulfilled life. A fulfilled life is a happy life. A fulfilled life is a life that is satisfied with the goodness of God. A fulfilled life is a life that has answers to ease our prayer. A fulfilled life is a life that is loaded with testimony. 
A fulfilled life is a life that is living in the miraculous. A fulfilled life is an enviable life, not a pitiable life. A fulfilled life is a reigning life. For if by one man's offense death reigned to the one, much more, those who receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. Say to your neighbor, I will reign. Are you saying it very well? I am born to reign. Royalty is in my blood. I will reign in this life. Reigning in life means having dominion over the affairs of life. That's what it means. You are a king in your own order. You are a royal priesthood. You are holy and you are reigning. God wants you to reign. When we are saying that you are fulfilled, we are talking about somebody that's actually reigning. You are enjoying your life. You are not intimidated. You are living the life of kingship, the life of a queen. You are living a palace life. Heaven on hearts. And at that level, nobody is qualified to pity you. They can only do one thing. They can only envy you and pray to be like you. And that is what will be your portion in Jesus' name. In John chapter 10, verse 10, Jesus said, I have come so that they may have life and they may have it. How? Abundantly. Romans chapter 6, verse 14 says, Sin shall not have dominion over you. Whatever represents the product of sin will not have dominion over you. As far as you are concerned, you are going to reign. You will live your life the way you want it. In the mighty name of Jesus. The Lord Jesus that you serve will perfect everything that concerns you. Today is a day of your testimony. And before the end of today, you are going to have a testimony. Tomorrow, we give back to another testimony. Every new day will be a plus in your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. Matthew chapter 11 verse 28. Matthew chapter 11 verse 28. Put on Matthew chapter 11 verse 28. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. That is kingship life. Dominion life. A life that is enjoying rest. Rest all about. A life of rest is a life of peace. A life of dominion. A reigning life is a fulfilled life. And until all of us get to that level, we have not started. All of us will get there. To a place where we reign as king and queen. And we are enjoying our life. We are giving testimony every day about the wonders of the Lord. And that's what the Lord will do for you in Jesus' name. How do you reign in life or live a fulfilled life? Live a life of God dependency. You are always depending on God. Why? God is your king maker. Why? John chapter 3 verse 27. No one can receive anything, including your throne, 
except it is given to him from above. They told John, the one that you baptize is raining. He said, yes, oh, God has given him all things. John answered and said, a man can receive nothing. Okay, let's read from verse 26. Because they told him, say, the man that you lay hand upon, the man that you baptize, look, all people are going to him. He's raining. And they came to John and said to him, Rabbi, he who was with you beyond Jordan, to whom you have testified, behold, is baptizing, and all are coming to him. And look at the testimony of John. John said, a man can receive nothing except it be given to him from heaven. If it's come from God, you have to depend upon him to give you your own throne. When you somebody shining, Lord, I must shine. There's a throne that is destined for me and I'm depending on you to receive my throne. Is that for John to be jealous? John says, God gave it to him. God has given my own and he can give to as many people that want a throne to reign. Live a life that depends on God for supply and fulfillment. Because only God can fulfill you. There is no system that if anybody bless you, they will bless you to the level that they are in. They won't leave their position and put you there. And when you want to reign, you must depend on God to give you that thing that will help you to reign in life. Romans chapter 10, verses 1 to 4. Apostle Paul says, I pity my people. Because they have a desire for God. They have a seal for God. But not according to knowledge. He said, they have rejected the righteousness of, of Christ. And they are now making their own Muslim righteousness. Which is not according to faith. For they be ignorant of God's provision for righteousness, they are going about to establish their own righteousness and they have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. I pity them. They struggle up and down. They don't depend on God for righteousness. So they keep on struggling to please God. I pity my people. They are not depending on God. Dependency on God is a mark of humility. That Lord, I know what you are preparing for me. And you know what the Bible says? He giveth more grace to the humble. Not asking God for help is a sign of pride. Second Chronicle chapter 14, verse 11 to 15. Hassa had a problem. Hami came up against him. He came up against him. A million, but a million five. And Hassa had just 580,000 soldiers. So he knew that he was weak. The Bible says, Hassa cried unto the Lord for help. And the Lord helped him. The Lord delivered him from the hand of two powerful kings. But there was a time he had problem with Israel, they were trying to wage war against him. He went again and begged the Assyrian king to help him fight 
the Israelites. Because he was the king of Judah. And God said to him, When you came up to me for help against two kings, did I not help you? Why is it that now that you feel that the battle is small, you don't come up to me again? And the Bible says, King Asa was annoyed that a prophet told him that he did not consult God before seeking for help. He has that that priest should be thrown into the prison. Second Chronicles chapter 16 verse 1. Asa became sick. And the Bible says he refused to talk to God about it. He trusted in his physician instead of God. You know, God is a jealous God. It does not matter where you are. I've told you this before. You will always need God's help to be fulfilled in life. You may have money and not have joy. You may have a home and not have peace. God is the only thing that can give you complete blessing. Put on Second Chronicle chapter 16. Look at what he said. Second Chronicle chapter 16, verse 11 and 12. Verse 11 and 12. Then you now read Second Chronicle 16, verse 8 and 9. Know that the acts of Asa, first and last, are indeed written in the book of the king of Judah and Israel. Verse 12. Verse 12. Verse 12. And in the 39th year of his reign, Asa became sick in his feet, and his malady was severe. Yet, in his disease, he did not seek the Lord, but the physicians. God must be number one in your life. And you must depend on him. Why? Second Chronicles chapter 16, verse 8 and 9. God is strong to those people that seek him. When opinion of God is important in your life, you see his mighty hand working for you. When God is not important in your decision, you will feel that God is weak. He will not respond when you are crying to him. Put it on verse 8 and 9. Were not the Ethiopians and the Lubrians a huge host with very many chariots and horsemen? Yet, because thou did rely on the Lord, he delivered them into thy hand. Verse 9. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward him. Herein thou hast done foolishly. When you don't depend on God, God says you have done foolishly. Some trust in chariots. Some trust in horses. But we are going to trust in the name of the Lord our God. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 5. Trust in the Lord. Depend on the Lord with all your hearts. And lean not. Rest not on your own understanding. In all your ways. What does the Bible say? I can't hear you. What will he do? And he will do what? Direct your path. God must be the one that you are leaning on. Ruth chapter 2 verse 12. Boaz said, 
May the Lord reward you for putting your trust in him. That was what Boaz said to Ruth. The Lord recompense thy work and a full reward be given thee of the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wing thou hast come to trust. As I have come to church today to trust the Lord for anything, may the Lord give you a mighty reward. To be fulfilled, you need to depend on God for everything that you are doing. For without him, you can do nothing. Without him, there will be so many minuses in your life. The only person that can bring fulfillment, completeness into your life is God. And the mark of a Christian is dependency. Total dependency on God. What will you do next? I don't know. But I trust God is going to lead me. That is the mark of somebody that is trusting on the Lord. Not leaning on your own understanding. Or you are trusting the Lord to help you. And he will not disappoint you in the name of Jesus. Second Chronicles chapter 20 verse 20. Second Chronicles chapter 20 verse 20. Jehoshaphat said, Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitant of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God. You shall be established. Believe his prophet and you shall prosper. Trusting the Lord is what brings establishment in life and prosperity. You want fulfillment? Depend on him. But I don't know what next to take is better. It is better because when you don't know, you will pray. It is better. But I don't know I'm going to get to the next step in life. God says, I will order your step. The step of the righteous are ordered by the Lord for the Lord delighted in his way. He will order your step. You will feel like praying. When you don't have all your plan marked out, you feel like praying. Say, Lord, I don't know which way to go. That is the best way to go. Met Reverend Sam. And he said to me, if you have any problem, this is my personal phone number. Just call me. After this discussion. Two days later, I say, I don't know what to do. He said, I'm happy for you. In fact, if you say you know what to do, I will know you don't depend on God. God has not said anything. He says, it's better for you. Then you pray more. I don't even know what to do. He said, that is the language of a man that is putting his trust in the Lord. Not a man that has perfected all his ways without acknowledging God or consulting God at all. This is the first day of the week. Lord, order my step. He said, a sign that you are trusting him to lead you. It's not every journey that is meant for you. It's not every work that is meant for you. It's not every step that you can calculate on your own. God must order your step. You must totally depend on him for you to be fulfilled. Otherwise, you'll be frustrated in life. Second Kings 7 verse 1 to 5. The man of God said, by this time tomorrow, by this time tomorrow, there will be surplus food in the city of Samaria. And the king was leaning upon the minister of agriculture. Even in Nigeria, if, if we had <coughs> trusting on CBN governor, that Nara will gain value. He might not gain value for the next eight years.
What God was expecting the king to do was to say, Lord, let it be done according to your word. The special advisor to the king said, if God opened the windows in heaven and decide to drop down rice and gari, it can never happen. But four lepers decided to try something new. Let's go to the camp of the enemy and see whether they will show us faithful. And the Lord amplified their steps. The enemy had their sand and ran away and left abundant food available. God did not open any window. God just says the enemy away. And opportunity came their way and they had surplus. But there's one thing you should hear in that particular story. The man that said God cannot do it. God said he's going to see it but will not hit it. That will not be your portion in Jesus' name. You know, both prophecies came to pass. Food became surplus, but the man also died. Because he was appointed to watch the gates. That will not be your portion in Jesus' name. Galatians chapter 2 verse 20. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I. The life that I live in Christ... I live by the faith of the Son of God who died for me and does what? And gave himself for me. Verse 21. I do not frustrate the grace of God. When you refuse to depend on God, you are frustrating the grace that God has made available for you. You are not different from a non-believer. <laughs> you must live by faith. For the just shall live by faith. You have to live by faith. You can't know everything from the beginning. You can't. You can't know everything from the beginning. It's better to depend on God. Praise the Lord. Number two way to live a fulfilled life is to walk in the revelation of Christ. Walk in the revelation of Christ. Walk in the revelation of Christ. Matthew chapter 16, verse 18 and 19. Jesus said to Peter, you are the rock. And on this will I build my church. And the gate of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the key of the kingdom. Put it there. Matthew. And I say unto thee that thou art Peter. And upon this rock I will build my church. And the gate of hell shall not prevail against it. Look at verse 19. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be what? Revelation is the key that opens and closes door. Most Christians come to church without expressing revelation of Christ. They just come, clap and play around, do familiarity contests, and go back home. When you come to church, the keys that open door is the revelation that Christ has given you. Judges chapter 6, verse 12 and 13. Look at Judges chapter 6, verse 12 and 13. Judges chapter 6, verse 12. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said unto him, the Lord is with you. You are a mighty man of valor. Watch the story, verse 13. And Gideon said to him, Oh my Lord, 
if the Lord is with us, why then has all these things happened to us? And we are all his miracles, which our father told us about, saying, did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hand of the Midianite. Verse 14. Put on verse 14. Then the Lord turned to him and said, Go in this might of yours. There is something that you are seeing that other people do not see. That will give you strength. Other people are saying it is normal to be poor. Other people are saying it is normal to be harassed. Other people are saying it is normal. It is a game of life. One goes up at a time and come down later. But God has given you a revelation that if God is still performing wonders, these wonders must be real, not stories. He said, you are catching something. Go in this might of yours. The might of what you have seen in God. Go. Look at what he now says. And you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianite have I not sent you. God will only send somebody that have revelation. If you don't have revelation, you don't know what to say. Revelation is the hallmark of fulfillment. There is no man of God on earth. Behind every miracle that you are seeing in their life is something that God has shown them. Behind every great, every dome, the ark, everything that you see around every mighty man of God, they will tell you that God showed them something. I've had testimony of all. And I begin to wonder, why is it that most Christians are not as blessed as all these great men of God? Because most Christians don't actually value revelation. Prosperity is priority. If you want to prosper in life, you have to prioritize revelation of Christ. Anytime you appear before God, God must be showing you a new picture of himself. Because that is what you determine your future. You can't just come and be an onlooker. You must be a partaker. To be a, a partaker, you must see what God is doing. I said it on Wednesday, Friday. The mystery of answers prayer number one is to have the ability to see what God is doing. Have the ability to see the mysteries about what God is doing. If you don't have the ability to see what God is doing, you will never walk in the miraculous. You won't walk in the miraculous. Your eyes must be open. Even as you are in church, your eyes is catching revelation of Christ. God is showing you what he is doing. He's about to do. And you just walk in and finish it. It's very easy. Very, very easy. Somebody came to my office some years ago and said, Daddy, I've been struggling with this. I've gone around. I've gone around. I've done this. I've done that. I said, but ah, what you are asking God to give you, I can see it in your life. I can see it now. He said, no, Daddy. I, I said, look, your life is not empty. I can see a flow of anunction of the grace of God upon your life. I can see it now. I can see it. He said, but I can't see it. I've gone here, I've gone there. I said, okay, do you want me to demonstrate it? He said, yes. I said, no, no. So he said, I was, inside me, I was laughing. Because I could see in the spirit that this guy was actually loaded. I said, raise your hand up. He raised his hand up. I said, oh, yeah. Flow. It's like I opened it up. I laughed. Because I could see it, even before praying for him. But I could not see it. I could see it. 
grab my clothes, start blasting in tongue, worshiping. It was there for so many hours. I saw it. Don't think that I was the one that put it. You, it was carrying it. I just opened the tap. Just opened the tap. John chapter 5, verses 18, 19, and 20. Look at John chapter 5. John chapter 5. John chapter 5. Verses what now? 19 and 20. Let's put on, on, on 19 and 20. Then Jesus answered and said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, the son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the father do. For whatever he does, the son also does in like manner. I do what I see, and my work becomes simple. I do what I see, and my work becomes simple. I do what I see, and my work becomes simple. I do what I see, and my work becomes simple. So many times, the Lord will show me the picture of a church, and show me somebody that is working him, and show me the need of that person, and say, preach this message. And I will preach. And the person will come to me and say, you preach my life, and I'll be laughing. I saw you. I saw you. I saw you. I know the message will bless you. I know. The son can do nothing except what he sees father doing. I am constantly working in the revelation of what God is doing. And that's what my work is. For the father loved the son and showed him all things that himself does. And he will show him greater work than this that you may marvel. People that live in revelation they are people that live a fulfilled life. I pray that your eyes will not be closed. Your eyes will be open. Amen. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 16 and 17. You know now that Christianity is not a jamboree now. I'm telling you the reality of what Christianity is. Christianity number one is depending on God. For, and even if you don't know what to do, that's the best part to be. Lord, help me. God knows you are depending upon him and he will give you more grace. Number two, Living a fulfilled life is living in the revelation of Christ. What God is showing you, God will show you things. We show you things. We do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Verse 17. Verse 17. What is the prayer? Put on verse 17. Vision 1, verse 17. But God be thank. Ah, is it Romans? Ephesians now. Continue. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 70. Okay, let me read this one. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. We are praying that you be wise in revelation. That's what he says. Not that you be a wandering person. Going up and down, not knowing your left from your right. Because you actually do not know Christ. Mark chapter 4 verse 11 says, To you that has been given to know the revelation of the truth. Revelation of the truth. To know the revelation. Behind every problem, there is a dark corner. When the Lord opens your eyes to see it, you just remove the dark corner. And most of the time, you don't even need to pray. That's the truth. 
You just remove the dark spots and everywhere will be peaceful. Behind every problem, there's something that you don't know. There's a dark place that you have not seen. That's why you don't fight yourself or blame yourself when you are not succeeding the way you want to succeed. Just ask him to give you revelation of him. Because it is in his light that you see light. Psalm 36 verse 9. It's when he shed light on your way that you see what you are looking for. The revelation of Christ is what guarantees you possessing your possession. Is in his light. For with thee is the fountain of life. In thy light we see light. It is in the revelation of Christ that you see everything that you are looking for. Genesis chapter 41 verse 39. In as much as God has shown you all these things, there is nobody wiser than you. You will be above. To be above always means to have the revelation of Christ. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, For as much as the Lord has showed thee all this, there is none distinct and wise as thou art. First 40. Thou shalt rule. Thou shalt be over my house. You will reign as king. And according unto your word, shall all my people be ruled. What promoted Joseph was not what you think about. I don't want to measure it. It was the revelation that God showed him. What we should look for is to have accurate revelation of Christ for our fulfillment. Genesis 21 verse 19. God showed me this. He said, everything you will ever need, I provided it. All you have to do is to pray, Lord, open my eyes to see what you have provided. Don't walk in darkness. You will not be struggling anymore. Once God opened your eyes and the woman cried, then God opened her eyes and she saw a well of water and she went and filled the skin with water and gave the lad a drink. The woman beside the well in John chapter 4 said, Sir, sir, give me this water so that I will not be thirsty again. Jesus said to her, you don't have a husband. <laughs> That's his revelation. He said, sir, how do you know? I said, you don't have. You don't have. Sir, are you a prophet? He said, I'm not a prophet. I'm Messiah. I know all things. And I can do all things. And a life turn around for good. You don't have. You are right. You don't have. Jesus is the only one that knows everything about you. And the more you know him, the more you know yourself. The more you know him, the more you know your environment. The more you know him, the more you know opportunity that are around you and what God has surrounded you with. The revelation of Christ is what guarantees fulfillment. And I pray that you enjoy supernatural victory in life in Jesus' name. Number three way to live a life of fulfillment is by serving God with joy and not bitterness. So many people are serving God today in a place that they do not like and they are full of bitterness. When you don't serve God with joy, you will not get to where God wants to get to. Look at it this way. Deuteronomy 28, verse 13, verse 12 and 13. 
28, the same chapter, verse 47 and 48. Look at what it says. Deuteronomy 28. Put on Deuteronomy 28. Verse 6. 12 and 13. The Lord will open to you his good treasure. Say amen. amen. The heavens to give you rain to your land in his season. To bless all the work of your hand. Amen. Are you saying amen very well? Amen. You shall lend to many nations. But you shall not borrow. That's what God is saying. Verse 13. And the Lord shall make thee the head, Amen. not the tail. Amen. Thou shalt be above only. Amen. Thou shalt not be beneath. If thou act to the commandment of the Lord thy God. God said, Look, I have opened to you my treasure. Whatever you lay your hand upon, shall be blessed. That's what God says. Psalm 112, verse 1 to 3. I don't want to read 47 and 48 now. Psalm 112, verse 1 to 3. He said, The generation of the upright shall be blessed. Riches and wealth shall be in his house. Look at what he says. Praise the Lord. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord. Who delight greatly in his commandment. Verse 2. We are going to read. His descendant will be mighty on the heart. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Somebody say amen. amen. Wealth and riches will be in his house. And a righteousness endure forever. And verse 4 say because he has dispersed abroad. He has given to the poor. His faithfulness endures to the end. First Peter 39 says, you have been called to inherit the blessing. You have been called to inherit the blessing. Jeremiah 31 verse 3 says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. First John chapter 4 verse 18 says, is love cast out all fear. When you are establishing his love, you will not be afraid of anything. But Jeremiah chapter 8 verse 20 says, time is going. Why is it that people are not blessed? That's the question Jeremiah is asking. Jeremiah chapter 8 verse 20. The affairs is past. The summer is ended. And we are not safe. Verse 21. For the art and the affliction of the daughter of my people am hot. And black astonishment are taking hold of me. Put on verse 22. Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Why then is not the head of the daughter of my people recovered? Why is it that people do not recover their blessing? Why? He said because they have lack joy in the presence of the Lord. They don't want to serve God again with joy. They have been discouraged. That is why the healing balm that is in Gilead, they don't have it. They don't serve him with joy. Serving God with joy Guarantee fulfillment. 
Deuteronomy 28, verse 47 and 48. Look at what he says. Deuteronomy 28, verse 47 and 48. Look at what he says. 47, put on verse 7. Because you did not serve the Lord your God with joy and gladness of heart, for the abundance of everything that he has given to you. Verse 48. He said, therefore, you shall serve your enemy. Say, God forbid. Which the Lord will send against thee. He will say, look, I will provide everything for you to make serving me very easy. You will serve me with joy. No complaint. No bitterness. You are just happy. They say, why are you doing it? I just love my Lord. I'm just happy in his presence. God is good to me. What else can I do to him, my Savior, than to serve him? And the Bible says, when you serve him, we open the treasure of heaven to you. No sickness will come upon you. Exodus chapter 15, verse 26. He said, it will bless your bread and your water. Why is that important? Hebrews chapter 12, verse 15. He said, being diligent, diligent. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 15. Put on Hebrews chapter 12, verse 15. Lest a root of bitterness, looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God. What makes you fall short of the grace of God is bitterness. Grace dried up. Where yeah, there is bitterness? Grace for fulfillment dry up. You are bitter to be the press, to be washed off, to go down. The blessing of God upon your life will begin to wash away. Looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble. And by this, many people become divine. Many people, they become corrupted. They become empty. They are just serving God. Shall no result. God, they are not serving God with joy. They are serving with bitterness. Why must we serve God with joy? Put on verse 23. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 23 and 24. The reason why we must serve God with joy is this. We have come. Let's start from verse, verse 20. Verse 20. Beginning from verse 20, we are going to 24. For they could not endure what was commanded. And if so much as a beast touches the mountain, it shall be stoned or shot with an arrow. That was under Moses. But under grace, what happened? And so terrifying was the sight that Moses said, I'm exceedingly fearful, afraid, and trembling. Verse 22. Now look at what happened. But you have come to Zion, to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to the innumerable company of angels. Verse 23. To the general assembly. To the church of Christ. The church of the firstborn. Who are registered in heaven. To God the judge of all. To the spirit of just men. Made perfect. Verse 24. To Jesus. The mediator of the new covenant. To the blood of sprinkling. That speak. Better things than what? We don't talk revenge or vengeance under grace. Under grace, you have 
unmerited favor. You have come to the new covenant. You have come to the blood of sprinkling. You have come to a place where Jesus made you perfect. You have come to the throne of God that speak better things. Blood that speak better things than the blood of Abel. That's why when we come to God, we are happy, we are excited, we are hopeful. Because better things are coming. We have not come to Mount Sinai, the mountain where people die. We have not come to a fearful assembly. We are even Moses that was here and he was afraid and was trembling. We have come under the altar of grace where all of us are blessed unconditionally. If you are blessed unconditionally, what test do you need to serve God? What test do you need? You have come to Mount Zion where you have innumerable company of angels. You have come to the church of the living God. You are worshipping God under a new covenant, not on the covenant of laws, do's and don'ts. You have come to worship God under grace. So what else do you need to serve God? You must take joy in serving God and worshiping in his presence. Because that is where your fulfillment is. There will always be a void, a vacuum in your heart when you refuse to serve him because you are created for that purpose. In fact, you are also safe, born again, to serve. You are safe to serve. Your fulfillment is in your dedication to God's service and purpose. For this sake, you are born. You know what he told uh, Timothy? He said, preach the season and preach the word in season and out of season. Exhort with long suffering. Do it all the time. That's how they serve God. They were committed to the work of God at all time. At all time. Not just occasional uh, worshippers. Today you are free, you are available. Tomorrow you are not free. Wherever you are, you are a worshiper. You are serving God with joy. In the morning, you are thanking him for your life. In the afternoon, Lord, thank you for the journey so far. In the night, for that is the purpose for which you were born. Three ways to live a fulfilled life. Live a life of dedication and service with joy. That is the way to be happy. If somebody gives you money, money will dry up. If somebody promises you tomorrow, it will dry up. The time that can't for God in his calendar is the time you spend in his presence and you serve him. That is what will be remembered. Dedication to serve God with joy, with love, for the abundance of everything that God has given to you. If you don't have, you come to God and serve him with your heads. If you have, you come to God and serve him with your means. By all means, we must be serving God with joy and gladness. And number two, you live a life of revelation in Christ because as he's showing you, he's also doing it. As he's showing you, blessings is dropping for you. As God is showing you revelations upon revelations, blessings are dropping for you unknowingly. You'll be surprised at how much God has done in your life. How much God has done. I love, I like the testimony of one of the great men of God in this, in this country. 
He said, God showed him that a small land in my will is better than a city in another will, in another place. Get a small land where I ask you to go, and I will expand it. What a mystery. A small land in my will is better than a city that is not my will. He said, that place that I show you, look for any vacant land and start there. And that place now become a city. God revealed to him. He said, he saw. God revealed to him. This is the place that I've given you. It does not matter what people say. Get a small place. He now said, look, this is what God said to me. Go this place and do for life. Even if it is a plot or two, it's okay by us. He said, he went as he was directed and God opened up the land to him. Where you need to go to get expansion, God will open it to you. Fulfillment come when God reveals some things to you. Revelation is number two things that guarantee fulfillment. Revelation. God showing you things. You will never miss it in Jesus' name. That is why anytime you are before God, you open your eyes and say, Lord, show me. Jeremiah, the book of Jeremiah, talking about Revelation, chapter 33. Verse 3, call unto me, and I will answer. And I will do what? And I will show you great and mighty thing. Look at it. Call unto me, and I will answer thee. And I will show thee great and mighty things that thou knowest not. Stand on your feet. You are going to call upon him. Show me the things that I don't know, that I need to know for my greatness. Show me revelations that will take me to the highest top. I've not just come here to be an onlooker. I've come here to see your revelation and to know you more. Raise your hands to heaven. You must be deep to be great. So the message I'm preaching is not too high for you. It's for everybody. To you it is given to understand the mysteries of Christ. Raise your hands to heaven. Say, Father, I'm calling unto you. I'm calling unto you. Show me great and mighty things. Revelations that I've not known. Show me great things that will guarantee my fulfillment in life. In the name of Jesus. Show me what I need to know. Reveal to me what I need to hear. In the name of Jesus. When you pray well and you are depending on him, he will show you. Show me great and mighty things which I do not know. Show me great and mighty things that will bring expansion, progress to my life, fulfillment to my life. Show me in your word great and mighty things that I have not seen. Show me great and mighty things. Let me be enlightened. Open my eyes to see miracles from your word. Open my eyes to see provision from your law. Open my eyes to see liberty from your book. Lord, open my eyes to see blessing that you have provided for me. Show me great and mighty things that I have not known, that I have not seen. Open my eyes. That is my prosperity. My prosperity is your revelation. 
show me the revelation of you that will bring increase and enlargement and fulfillment into my life in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus in Jesus mighty name we have prayer raise your two hands to heaven say father I'm trusting you I am depending on you I am living by faith father let me enjoy more grace the bible says he gives more grace to the humble you need more grace in fact this season you need more grace and when you depend upon him he will give you more grace james chapter 4 he said he giveth more grace to the humble lord give me more grace for this season supernatural grace he said my grace is sufficient for you let's pray for grace abundant grace to reign those people that receive abundant of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life pray for grace to reign grace abundant grace to reign grace people that receive abundant of grace i need grace in life multiple grace overflowing grace abundant grace great grace in the name of jesus let it be available to me go ahead and pray very well let your grace be sufficient he said i am what i am by the grace of god lord i am depending upon you to reign in life nothing will intimidate me let your grace let your grace be sufficient for me in the name of jesus the just shall live by faith you live by depending on god lord i am depending on you to see me through see me through this project see me through the conclusion help me to finish well help me to finish strong in the name of jesus in the go ahead and pray and pray and pray go ahead and pray pray for the spirit of wisdom and divine provision lord i am depending on you for provision lord help me i am depending on you for supply you are the one that will bring supply i want to live above debt i want to be sufficient in good things lord help me when you are praying is a sign of humility if you are not praying you don't need anything lord help me help me to live a balanced life i don't want to be living from hand to mouth lord help me open your mouth and pray let us come boldly to receive grace and find help in time of need come boldly and say lord i need your grace grace to be connected grace to be helped grace to give back to new things grace to have resort lord grace let your grace be sufficient for me i've been called to inherit your blessing let your grace be available for me in the name of jesus in jesus mighty name we have prayer you will raise your right hand to heaven and say lord for everything you have done for me i will serve you i will serve you with joy i dedicate my life to your service wherever i may be even in this place
I will be a committed worshiper. That is the way to be fulfilled. Until you make up your mind to put God in your work, you will never be fulfilled. God must be all in all. He is the center that makes everything work. When you remove God from your life, things will not hold again. God is the center of your life. Yes, God is the center of your life. Lord, I dedicate my life for your service. As long as I live, I will serve you. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Open your eyes. I told you that I did jump so many times before I entered the university. And when I entered the university, University of Nigeria, people prophesy that I will die on the road. And you know, the journey is long. So if they prophesy it, it's likely going to be possible. Because if it does not happen between Odioba and Ore, it can happen between Ore and Onisha. If it does not happen between Onisha, Ore and Onisha, it can happen between Onisha and Anenugum. It done is anything can happen. Brake can fail. Tire can bust. Somebody can jam the car. And I can die. Easily. So the prophecy is most probably he will die in one of these journeys. But God told me, I have given you accident free insurance. You will not die. You will finish well. And you come back with testimony. Because I remember when I was praying at the sport complex of Uniben, I was crying. I said, God, they say you want to kill me. Why don't you kill me? God said, I'm not the one. I'm not killing you. They are jealous. And I'm telling you, you will not die prematurely. He gave me that promise. And I wiped my face. I was comforted that I will finish. I will not die. In one of the journeys, I travel around. I travel in the night. In fact, there was a time they said, there's no space again. I was sleeping on the door. And they said, the, the door is open. Somebody will fall down. People were waking, stopping the driver for my sake. And the driver saw, I said, ah, oh boy, you don't die with that. Oh. I smiled. He closed the door. I slept off again. Traveling the night, traveling the morning, traveling the night, traveling the morning. But I knew that God was the source of my protection. And when I got to service here in Bauchi, I told God for keeping me alive. I never knew I was doing something important though. For keeping me alive, I will serve you this one here. I give it to you. Then, I don't know now, everybody look for a place that is juicy to serve. But I was humble. That for me to finish is not of myself. It was before God helped me. Because if I have died, some people have been anointed as prophets. That I didn't die, they lost their ministry. They have been anointed. They are still moving up and down now because their prophecy refuses to come to pass. And they testify publicly in the church that this one will come to pass. But it never come to pass. God turned their causes into blessing. And I say, God, this one year, I will serve you. This one year, I give it to you. And I was appointed. To stay in the family house. I said, I don't need money. This one here is a dedication for my protection. Why I made up my mind to serve him. God connected me to my job. God connected me. I 
I took people that were rejected. I said, let us serve God this one year. I took them to ATBU and one man saw us and said, come, coppers, come. He said, what? You, what did you read? We were, I didn't know what he read. He said, and I just like you. And I will give you job. He was the one that wrote a letter and connected me to Lautech. I never know him. I never have an uncle that's working with government. It was the letter that God used. But in my heart, I said, this one year, I will give it to you. I gave that one year to the Lord. That one year, I gave back to my job. Wrote application for my wife. Got job. Helped so many people. Because I decided to serve God one year. And when I was doing my master's, they would take me up and down, coming back, going back, serving God. I was a pastor, doing all manner of things. And I said, what will I give to God without serving him? I wasn't serving for money. I just said, he's the one that's responsible for this job. So I have to use this job to serve him. And they saw my seal. I was in the workers' class. I was made a minister. I was asked to start a parish. For 12 years, I was there serving. Not for any reward. Because I said, God, you have done too much for me. Than for me to not even pay you something back. You have done too much in my life. There are so many of you here that God has blessed you can testify, but yet you keep your service back. Bless me, I will accumulate. I won't serve him. I'm afraid of you. You don't know your source. Each time you promise him dedication, he will give you something bigger than you expected. There is nobody that serves God and God will not reward. Nobody. Except you are not serving with joy. If you give your life to him, it will turn your life to a miracle. If you give your service to him, your work in this life will now begin to have a meaning. It will have a meaning. It will give you more than what you dream. I wrote a letter that I'm leaving Lautec. I wrote. They said, what are you going to do? So I said, God asked me to go to church. And the person that was appointed at acting medical I said, she cannot sit on my seat without me praying for her. So she left the, the college and came to this office. Say, oh God, you have given me a letter to replace you. Are you leaving the office genuinely? Because they have asked me to take your position. But I said, I won't enter that office except he prayed for me. I said, Neither. I'm releasing the office for you willfully. Nobody take it away from me. And I'm praying for you that God will bless you. As I was praying, they called my wife in the World Bank office here, CSDP. And they were negotiating a contract for her. As I finished praying, my wife said, do you know they just called me from some place? A contract. They needed a consultant and economist. A consultant economist. And I said, there is nobody that gives anything for God that God will not reward. It's not possible. God is too faithful. Look, you don't have money, but you have time. Even your time, you can't give it to him. You don't have money, but you have energy. Even your energy is too difficult to give. Can't you look at the abundance of what he has surrounded your life with? Testimony upon testimony. I tell God, nobody is as blessed as I am. 
I tell God that way. I, I don't have any reason not to give all to you. My wife is blessed. My children are blessed. My head is blessed. My God, what else will I do than to serve you? And so many people are as equally blessed. Yes, stingy with their dedication to God. That's what makes people poor. God is blessing you. You are sitting on it. God is blessing you. You, are sitting. you don't consider yourself as somebody that should give a little bit of your service back to God. God say, what is the importance of this tree? It's just cumbering the ground. It's watching you. It's blessing you. It's asking your prayer. Favor is coming upon you. You tap one door, another door open. You tap this, another door open. What will you give in exchange for all this blessing in your life? Don't you see others that are not blessed? What you gave? Raise your hands to heaven. Say, Lord, as long as I live, I will serve you with joy. For all you have done for me, for the abundance of every good thing that come into my life, I will forever be grateful. And I will dedicate my service with joy to your name. That is where your fulfillment is. From one level of service to another level of service to another level of preaching to another level of doing something to the Lord. And God has a way of rewarding you because he's the one that sees in secret. And when he rewards you, he will reward you openly. Lord, I receive grace to serve you with dedication, with joy, with everything that I have. Why will I not, if I don't serve you, who will serve you? We unbelievers serve you better. I will serve you. I will preach your word. I will dedicate my life for you. As long as I live, your work will not be abandoned. Because that is what you have called me to do. I am going to be committed to your work. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Please be seated, but still close your eyes. If you are here, you are not giving your life to Christ. You have not started. We are talking about fulfillment. But giving your life to Christ is the foundation of fulfillment. If you know you are not born again, say with me, Lord Jesus, I know that you died for my sin. Forgive me my sin. Write my name in the book of life. Today, I give my life to you. I will live for you forever. I will dedicate my life for your service. Today, I am born again. My name is written in the book of life. Thank you, Lord Jesus, because today, I am no longer a sinner. I am a righteous person, and I am blessed in Christ. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Father, for that lady, for that man that is praying that prayer, write their name in the book of life. Forgive them their sins. And Father, crown them with the crown of righteousness. Let your favor surround them. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. And the church said the loudest, Amen. If you are blessed today, shout hallelujah. Thank you for clapping. Shout hallelujah.
All of us, we have testimony this month in the name of Jesus. Yeah.